You were standing on the hood of the car Singing out loud when the sun came up And I know it wasn't right But it felt so good And your mother didn't mind Like I thought she would And that R.E.M. song was playing in my mind In three and a half minutes Felt like a lifetime Today we are joined by speaker and author Chika Anyanwu to talk about the songs that have formed the soundtrack of some of our most formative experiences. So strap in, because today we are talking about the music of our core memories. Welcome to Pop Culture Catechism, conversations about music, movies, and the longings of the human heart. Let's get started. What is a song that takes you back? Do you know what I mean when I say that? When you hear this song, you remember a specific moment in your life. You remember the sights, the sounds, a smell, a feeling, a taste, a specific place where you were, maybe a specific person, an emotion, a tapestry of emotions, an atmosphere. We all have those songs, and Chica and I are going to explore ours today, some of the things, the songs that carried us through some of our most foundational experiences in our life. And we're going to invite you to think about your life and some of those foundational experiences and what would be the soundtrack to your core memories. So if you have them, you can drop them in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook or um, throw it in a, in a review wherever you're listening to this. If you don't know who I am, my name is Mike Tenney. I'm a Catholic speaker and worship leader from Washington, D.C. I spent over a decade teaching Catholic high school theology and trying to make it big as a rock star at night. And now I'm blessed to speak to and lead music for thousands of people each year at events all over the place and through this show, Pop Culture Catechism. This is Pop Culture Catechism, the gospel according to pop music and movies, where we look for God's love in the music that you're plugged into and the media that you're plugged into. Then, so then when we unplug and we put down our phones and our tablets and our, our laptops, we can actually go out in the real world and love people and know God's love and know who we are in light of that love. So our goal by the end of this episode, that you'll have a deeper appreciation for the role of music in your life and God's love in your life. And you'll have some applicable, applicable takeaway ideas for how to love God and yourself and the people in your life better. I want to give a special thank you to our patrons who make this show possible through popculturecatechism.com and the Awaken app. I want to welcome to our show our guest today, Chika Anyanwu, Catholic speaker and author of the book, My Encounter, How I Met Jesus in Prayer. And recently, she was at the National Catholic Youth Conference with me. She was the MC for the whole shebang, and she did a great job in Long Beach, California. So Chika, tell us about yourself. Hey, Mike. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, my name is Chika Anyanwu. I am a, like you mentioned, I'm a Catholic speaker, an artist, a daughter, a sister, an auntie, all of those like really fun things. Um, also a lover of music. So I'm really grateful to be able to share stories, share hearts, and then share a really awesome playlist. Yeah, me too. And I'm so glad we've been trying to put this together for a few months. I, I met you like briefly last year at NCYC in Indianapolis, right after they had announced you're going to be the MC for next year in Long Beach, the first time they were doing Long Beach. And then this year you were, I was, I was looking for an opportunity to like pull you aside and say hi, but you were, you were busy like all weekend. You had a lot on your plate, but you did a fantastic job just guiding those thousands of young people and these, you know, not many people can stand up in front of like three or 4,000. I don't even know exactly how many were there, but like keep them captured and like, um, like capture their attention and and keep them focused and guide them in spiritual ways. And you just did like such a good job. You just have a, a really good way about you of just bringing them in, helping them feel 
just welcome and listen to. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I, I really appreciate what you do. And even more after that, I was like, all right, we got to get her on our show. I'm going to email <laughs> her again. And you were like, yes, let's do it. Now, the, now that NCYC is over, your life has calmed down a little bit. So thank you for your time yeah. and being here. Um, and you had this idea that you wanted to talk about these songs that are like these core memories. Um, and I just thought that's such a great idea. And it turns out we actually have really similar taste in music. Yeah. So uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. Was what, what made you think of, of, of this idea or what, was, uh, what brought it to mind for you? I, I honestly think it was just wanting to be authentic about my music choice. You know, sometimes we feel like we have to listen to a certain style of music because of where we were raised or um, just even when it comes to the idea of, of, of race. Like a mm-hmm. lot of times I was when I would share like my musical taste, we're like, wait a minute, you don't listen constantly and solely to rap or hip hop or jazz or whatever it may be. I'm like, nah, man, when the emo scene hit, so did I. Like, <laughs> I loved it. And there are times when I think of like scents, smells um, are very meaningful to me. And, you know, when I, I smell um, like citrus flowers, like orange blossoms, I can pinpoint a specific moment of going on a youth retreat in Redlands, California. Um, when I smell Irish spring, like soap, I think of my dad, you know, so scents are really powerful. Mm -hmm. They can take you back to a moment and so can music. I think about certain songs um, that have taught me about the faith that have, uh, I've been able to learn scripture because of certain songs. And there are even entire albums when I can pinpoint a, a period of time in my life where I just listened to that album and it spoke solely like to my soul. Uh, so I wanted to share something that was just real and authentic to me. Um, and that I think everyone can relate to as well. You hear a song and it takes you back uh, to a certain yeah, place. In time. Absolutely. I felt that too, you know, I've played in a lot of rock and roll bands, but like one of my favorite bands of all time is NSYNC, you know, and people make fun of me for that, but it's like, no, I think JC <laughs> had a fantastic voice, you know, and like, I like musical theater and acapella music. And like, I listen to like a lot of my favorite artists are women. Like people make fun of me for loving Taylor Swift and Sarah Bareilles and that sort of thing. But I was like, no, like I, I don't just because I'm, you know, who I am, like, it doesn't mean I can't listen to that stuff. I yeah. love hip hop. I love country. Like I, I, I love bluegrass, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, 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 I was really down with this and I was, I was thinking about how cool it is that music is tied to our memories. You know, when we're a little kids, we use songs to help us remember things like A, B, C, D, or like the planets. Like my daughter comes home from school with all these songs she's learned to, to, to teach her things. Um, and thinking about the scriptures, like so many sacred texts and especially in the Bible were transmitted through songs. Like so many of the stories of the Bible are in song when you're reading through the scriptures. There, there's little songs sprinkled throughout Paul's letters in the Old Testament. And, you know, you think back to like, what do we call Shakespeare? We call him the bard because who was the storyteller in pre-literate times? It was these poets. They'd go around with, with a, a liar or something and they'd tell the stories. And that's what a ballad is. A ballad is a song with a story. And so music is intrinsically tied to, I think, human memory. And I think psychology backs this up that music can trigger all these things mm-hmm. that we've been, been talking about. And, there, there, and there's a lot of songs about this too, like the, the song by Better Than Ezra, A Lifetime, yeah. started with, talks about this, this REM song and it takes him back. There's a Kenny Chesney song called I Go Back about all the different songs from his lifetime. Um, you know, even Party in the USA with um, Miley Cyrus. Cyrus. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she's, she, she hops off the plane and she's feeling nervous. She missed the shoe memo. But then, you know, they're, they're playing Britney Spears in the cab and all of a sudden... You know, now it's a Nashville party and she's, she's ready to go and her hips are moving like, yeah, and she's ready to go. And I feel like music can do that. So, um, 
and there's there's this quote from the catechism and then we'll 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 jump into uh the songs but there's this quote from the catechism about music this is paragraph 1156 it says the musical tradition of the universal church is a treasure of inestimable i probably mispronounced that inestimable value greater even than that of any other art so like greater than saint peter's basilica greater than like you know the the last supper painted by leonardo da vinci like the music of the church is like the greatest of the greatest value of sacred art and that as a musician i'm like whoa that's that's heavy um the other thing it says in the next paragraph it says that music communicates the glory of god and it participates in the sanctification of the faithful mm -hmm. so it helps us through the liturgy it's like to, it helps us to be sanctified it helps us to become holier so i just think a lot of times we can think music, oh, it's just something we listen to. But no, music has the power to change us. So, and I, I just, I love that. I love that. And I just think of heaven when we sing the Sanctus and, you know, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. You know, the, the angels and the saints, they're singing, they're praising in heaven. You know, when people get really feisty about, you know, what is sacred music and it's like, it's, it's our voices, our voices mm -hmm. uniting with the heavenly host. And I think of this one woman, uh, Miss Patty at my old parish she um i will respectfully say could not necessarily hold the right note she could hold a note but it wasn't necessarily the right note and i just every time she would sing my heart would like really just lift with joy because she would sing so loudly and it wasn't you know is it right is it good it was her praise it was so beautiful yeah. so yeah i agree music has the ability to unite us with heaven it's, it's that good. Mm -hmm. It's a joyful noise. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, let's get into some specific songs. So uh, song number one, tell us about your first song here that you chose as one of your core memory songs from your life. Okay. I, the way that I am, I, there's never just one. So I chose two songs that reminded me of just <laughs> okay. core memory, but I can speak about them somewhat quickly. Uh, yeah, go ahead. So I'm, I'm Nigerian American. My parents were born and raised in Nigeria and I was born and raised in California and when we were kids, my, I've told your brothers and older sister, we would go to weddings all the time. And I feel like there was just like a, a whole bunch of weddings happening. So last night, you know, I'm, I'm home visiting family. So I asked my mom, like, were there just an influx of Nigerians getting married in the late 80s, early 90s? And she shared that, you know, the uh, civil war ended in Nigeria in, 19, in, the, in 1970. And especially like young men and families started coming out. Um, started traveling. The government gave uh, scholarships to people to travel abroad. So there was a large, you know, community of Nigerians here, especially in Los Angeles. So we were constantly going to weddings as kids. And it was a mixture of American culture and Nigerian culture. So the two songs that I chose are um, Always by uh, Atlantic Star. I will not sing it. Y'all don't want that. Uh, and there's <laughs> another song. It's called Sweet Mother by Prince Nico um, Barga. These songs are played at every single wedding. And I can picture mm -hmm. myself, particularly, you know, the white Mary Janes with the frilly socks, a pink dress. Uh, there's a picture where I'm wearing a pink dress. My sister's wearing a yellow dress, matching dresses, like huge frills coming off of them and sequins and everything, getting ready for a party. And those two songs did it. Specifically, this line from Always, um, it says, ooh, you're like the sun chasing all of the rain away. When you come around, you bring brighter days. You're the perfect one for me. 
and you forever will be, and I will love you so for always. Like, oh, that's the chorus. And then it's a, a guy and girl exchange. And the guy says, come with me, my sweet, let's go make a family. And they will bring us joy for always. And she responds, oh boy, I love your soul. I can't find enough ways to let you know. Oh, but you can be for sure, of course, for always. My God. That's so good. It's so good. It's so song of songs. Like, it's just, it's a mm-hmm. beautiful yeah. I mean, I'm not going to call it a hymn, but man, it is just so pure and so beautiful. Um, And I just remember being a little kid and hearing that specific line, like, come with me, my sweet, let's go make a family. And it was just like, I didn't really know what he was talking about, but I know my family and the joy that my family has brought to me and especially my Nigerian community's family. Um, So I always wanted that. I wanted, you know, that the ability to go and bring joy to others through my family uh, through the creation of a family and to be part of a greater community. So, yeah. Wow. That's really cool. I, I don't know much about Nigerian history. So thank you for sharing that. I've, I've definitely had a lot of Nigerian students mm-hmm. through the years and I've uh, several close friends that are of Nigerian descent as well. And uh, even been on this show, Ogechi was on a few. Uh, oh, she's you know phenomenal. She yeah. Was on a, a few episodes ago. <laughs> she was on our Wonder Woman episode. So um, thank you for sharing that. And, and it reminds me of things that my grandparents have told me about after World War II. You know, there was what they call the baby boom, mm-hmm. you know, because the war was over and everyone wanted to settle down. Just this idea of now, now the war is over. Now there's this time of peace where we can love and we can grow and we can thrive. And I think there's a lot of scriptural themes there. You mentioned the, the song of songs, which is like the, the, you know, love poetry in the old Testament where there's this, um, comparison between God and his people to a, the love of a husband to a wife. And it's just this deep, passionate love. And it's supposed to remind us of how much God wants us and how much we need God and how passionate our relationship with God can be. But also just that idea of Jesus as our Prince of Peace. yeah, And that in this crazy world, when so much can seem tumultuous and we have literal wars going on right now, and there's even unrest in political unrest in our streets. Sometimes over the past few years, there's, there's been violence and, um, you know, just the craziness online and with Twitter and people are mad about Elon Musk and all these different things. And not that you shouldn't get mad about stuff sometimes, but it just seems like the world is so contentious and so full of strife. Sometimes I think it's easy to forget that like Jesus has won the battle and that he is our Prince of peace. And so, um, I don't know, that's, that's just what that reminds me of is that like part of our witness in this world, like, yeah, sometimes we're supposed to like stand up and, and, and like, you know, fight injustice, but we're also supposed to live with this interior peace that is a witness to the world, mm-hmm. you know, a witness of the kingdom of God. So um, that's kind of what that was making me think of. Yeah, definitely. I love that line of, uh, oh, you, your life is sun chasing all the rain away. Mm. It's really beautiful. It's such a, yeah, it's just such a, a beautifully well-written song. And, you know, with that, there is the um, sweet mother, uh, is just one of those, I think it was actually voted at one point, um, like the song of Africa. I was looking this up and I, of course, right now I can't, I can't remember exactly what it was called, but it was like the, it's like one of the most popular songs and the artist is half, I think he's like half Cameroonian, half Nigerian. And mm-hmm. this is a, a tribute to your mom. So our blessed mother, this is for me, um, it's played when the mother and son dance uh yeah mother and son um when they dance together at weddings my brothers had danced with my mom at uh to this song at their weddings and 
it's just the telling of a mother's love and kindness and and devotion to her children. My favorite lines are if I know it's like a, it's pigeon English or pigeon Evo. So it's like mm-hmm. English and Evo. If I know sleep, my mother no go sleep. If I know chop, which is to eat, my mother no go chop. She no day tired. Like she never gets tired, which we know mothers do. But I was telling my mom, I was like, mm-hmm. mom, I, I don't remember you getting sick. You never portrayed yourself as getting sick. So it was something that like, I just, yeah, it was just new to me. Um, and he says, I know forget the suffer way you suffer for me. Like the way that you suffered for me, mom, like I will never forget you, sweet mother. And says, um, sweet mother, I never forget you for the way you, uh, for the suffer way you suffer for me. And if I should forget you, therefore I forget my life, the air I breathe. And, um, and on you men on earth, daring and forget their mother, for if you forget your mother, you've lost your life. Oh, man. Yeah, that was, and it's such, it sounds like such a serious song, but it's a joyful song. It's like, nah, your mamas have done so much for you. They, they've given you life. And I'm not going to pretend like every mother is, is great and amazing and is there for their child. Yeah, um, sure. But just for like my experience, my mom is my best friend. She's just an amazing, powerful, kind, generous woman. And that song to me, not just reminds me of um, Nigerian weddings, but it just reminds me specifically of her. Mm-hmm. That's really beautiful. I'm going to have to listen to that. We'll put all these songs in a playlist, Spotify playlist in the show notes. For, so if you want to listen to our playlist, we'll, we'll definitely put that there. Um, and it re- reminds me, uh, you know, say if you forget your mother, you forget your life. It reminds me from that uh, place in the scripture in Isaiah where um, even if a mother mm-hmm. should forget her child, the Lord will not for, forget you. And I think many of us have had wonderful mothers and who who this song exemplifies, but you know, some of us who haven't had great relationships with our mother, just like some of us haven't had great relationships with our father, Mm -hmm. that longing in our heart for that loving mother relationship and that loving father relationship, like it's, it's supposed to point us to God because no matter how good your mother is, no matter how good your father is, like we all have wounds, right? Just because that's how the human heart works. And so I think each of us, whether we have have had a a great mother or, you know, a, a flawed mother or a flawed father, all of us at some point need to find our true like sonship and daughtership yeah. in the heavenly father. Right. Um, and there's even, there's even like some, some motherly images for God about, you know, him nursing Jerusalem and, yeah. and that sort of thing uh, in Isaiah. So I think um, if that is listeners, if that's a wound for you, a place of woundedness for you, uh, you know, a mother's love or a father's love, I really encourage you to go to Isaiah. It, it, the scriptures in Isaiah really have a, it's a good place to go for prayer mm-hmm. to start to try to heal some of those wounds. And so, even Jesus saying, I wish, you know, to, to be like it when he's weeping over Jerusalem, how I wanted to be like a mother hen mm-hmm. gathering her chicks. Yeah. Yes. So that, that imagery is there yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's one of my favorite passages when Jesus compares himself to a chicken. I like yeah. it. <laughs> All right, Mike, what about you? What's your, your first song? All right. So memory? my, 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 fr- yeah. So my first one, this is when I was first learning guitar and I was in high school and in, in high school, I was very, very concerned with like what other people thought. And I was like, kind of like shackled by that. I, I you know, I want, I was going to be a sports guy because sports is like, if you're good at sports then people respect you. And this was when I, I had first kind of realized that like, whoa, Jesus is real. Like I can talk to God in prayer. And like, I'd had a powerful experience through my youth group and 
I was like, all right, so I'm going to try to live this way. And and I found a community through my church in the youth group that I felt like, okay, like I can, I can actually be myself. The kids that were there at the youth group, they lived with like a sort of different sort of freedom where, where they didn't care so much about what other people thought. And that really set me free to try to start to discover like who has God made me to be and who am I and who I want to be. And uh, this was one of the first times I was like a leader in one of the things on youth group and we had to pick a song. And this was the song I picked. It's called Drive and it's by the band Incubus. So throwback to the early 2000s here. Uh, let me start. Uh, it's driven me before and it seems to be the way that everyone else gets around. But lately I'm beginning to find when I drive myself my life is found. Whatever tomorrow brings, I'll be there With open arms and open eyes, yeah Whatever tomorrow brings, I'll be there I'll be there one of the first songs so I learned good. bar chords, which for a guitarist is a big deal. Yeah, I love that song. It's so good. So it just talks about how sometimes I feel the fear of uncertainty stinging clear, and I can't help but ask myself how much I let the fear take the wheel and steer. And so there's this idea that so much of my life, so much of my decisions are guided by fear and what other people think. And uh, the second verse, he says, what if I decide to waver my chance to be one of the hive? Like we, a lot of us kind of act like we're in this hive where we just do what everyone else is supposed to do. And I remember being at high school and I I went to like, it was my first time being in Catholic school and which was great because I got to go to religion class, which I I really enjoyed learning about religion class. But there were also some kind of wealthier, more privileged kids that, you know, thought it was all a bunch of crap. And I remember hearing them in class talking about like chastity and stuff. And then like the next week hearing them talk about like all the nasty things they were doing at the parties they were going to and just kind of being like what is happening who are these catholic school kids you know that are supposed to be you know i thought i thought i was going to be the rough around the edges public school kid and these kids are like getting drunk and crunk and doing doing things i didn't know existed on the weekends you know and uh, like that was though and those and those were the those were the the popular kids you know and those were um the kids that like if you were popular you were you were Basically, it was, it was drugs and sex and sports, and those were the things that made you. And being good looking were the things that were going to make you popular. And there was a part of me that, like, I wanted to go to those parties. I wanted to, I wanted, I wanted to be looked up to as like one of those kids. And when I kind of came to my faith in a deeper way, you know, I'd been raised Catholic, but it became real for me. It was like, oh, this is what I've really been looking for. This is the acceptance and the love that I've really been looking for is is here with god and, and and here in like a good church community and i remember this song just being like yeah like whatever tomorrow brings like whether i'm popular whether i'm not like whether i'm captain of this team or whether that girl likes me or whatever like i'm gonna be here and i, I felt like i had like a much stronger foundation for my life and just like a sort of freedom i didn't have before um so yeah this this totally takes me back to high school and just being like i'm not gonna be part of the high i'm not a part <laughs> of your system you know <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. yeah and I love it because uh, even, I mean, you can look at it in different ways when it comes to spirituality, but even, you know, whatever tomorrow brings, I'll be there with open arms and open, uh, open eyes, I think. Um, I'm yeah. so bad at lyrics, but just showing up to life. Like, I think that's so mm. important. Just you're showing up as you are to life. And I know sometimes that's hard to do, whether it's, you know, you're fearful of what 
you know, you're showing up to, you're uncertain of those things, but you're just taking up that, taking that next step in faith and just showing up to your life. And that's really important and beautiful. Mm. So yeah, man, what's his name? Brandon Boyd, right? Yeah, yeah, Brandon Boyd. Yeah, yeah. So uh, good. <laughs> yeah. All the girls liked him. Yeah. He always performed with like no shirt, no shirt, and he had like the long hair, and he had a really good voice. And yeah, Incubus man. So great. Yeah. Hey, any of the any of any of you younger emo kids that are listening, if you never got into Incubus, go back and listen to Incubus because they they're they're a band that's still around and doing awesome things, but they don't they don't get as much uh, respect I think as a lot of people mm-hmm. give them. So yeah, really good. Um, how do, now? How do you like? that kind of come what may attitude showing up no matter what, like, uh, I feel like that's easy to say, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like whatever tomorrow brings, but like some of us have some real, some real crosses in our life. Yeah. You know, we have sick people, maybe we're sick. Maybe some people have died. Maybe some people in the church have like, maybe our experience of church is not like what I experienced where I, I found this group that accepted me. Maybe your experience of church is is one of abuse or one of exclusion or one of one of hate and in and, and judgment. Um and I just I wonder if there's anybody listening who's in that experience. Like if you've been hurt and you have that, you know, you don't want to be hurt again. That's that's just human nature. And it it, you know, it, it's okay to protect yourself. Like, how do you have that come what may attitude? You're I'm gonna have an open heart and open eyes and I don't know. Do, do you, do you feel like you, you have any wisdom for somebody who might be in that sort of situation? Like, how do you, how do you gain that bravery again? Yeah, honestly, I, as you're speaking, I'm like, oh man, cause I, I appreciate that song because of that, you know, take that next step in faith. I don't always live it out, you know? And yeah. Oh, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, as I'm, I've been really praying about like those, those moments of difficulty in life and, you know, recently experienced a, a lot of them back to back. And mm. honestly, the biggest thing is like literally just waking up. And every morning when I wake up, I pray to our father, a hail Mary and a glory be. And there's something called a heroic moment. It's supposed to be like, you get out of bed, drop to your knees and you pray and then you just start your day. And I'm like, I'm not there yet. I'm not, I'm not at the get out of bed, drop my drop to my knees and start my day. I'm at the, I'm going to just wake up and take some time and just say, thank you, Lord. Um, so what I'm learning and what I would share with people who are, who are sick, who are struggling, who are in those moments of abuse is, um, one, like, God love you. I'm, I'm so sorry you're experiencing those things. And, um, I'm, I just want to commiserate with you and not in, oh, just like this, not in a way that is, is dismissing what you're feeling, but really in a way that like, I just want to yeah. sit with you in it. Um, and I would say to not look at what you're not doing, but look at what you are doing. Mm. Okay. So maybe you did not wash the dishes today. Maybe you didn't get to those like 10 emails. Um, what, what did you do in the day? Like maybe you were able to shower today. Like praise be to God. I know some friends and struggling with depression where that is their, like I showered today and it's like, you know what? Give God the glory. Um, Maybe you walked outside and you checked the mail, like praise be to God. And I know it sounds like, oh, I'm just doing the bare minimum, but we praise kids when they do the bare minimum because we know that they're trying and we are God's children. So if you are doing what seems like the bare minimum and that's all you're able to do, praise be to God. Yeah. 
Yeah. Amen. Amen. I, uh, I've, I've shared on this show. I've kind of alluded to it um, obscurely a little bit, but that this last summer was a really hard time for me. And there were, there were, there were some days where I was like, oh, so when people talk about anxiety, this is what they're talking about. Yes. <laughs> like, this is why it's so hard for some people I know who struggled with this their whole life to like get out of bed and like be nice to people and like do things. It's like, ah, I understand now because like I'm dealing with this for a few days, a few weeks, a few months, you know, and I feel like I'm doing pretty well now, but like, it's given me a whole new sense of compassion for some people that I know that have, have struggled with depression and anxiety, like their, their entire adult life. Mm-hmm. And, um, like if that, if that's, if that's you listening, like, I love the, what you said is like, I just, I just want you to know that, like, I understand, you know, <laughs> like at some level and, and like, I just want to hold you and, and sit with you. And there, there, there are people out there that will, that will help you on that journey. So, and, and, God yeah. is with you and he's, he's been to those dark places too, because he became flesh and he sat in those dark places too with people and he's sitting with you right now. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, thank you for, thank you for saying that. Um, let's get to your, uh, uh, second song if that's okay. Yeah. Okay. No name face album by Lifehouse is like the anthem of my freshman year of college. I was a mess. Let's just be real. My freshman year of college was me wanting to be what I was not. Um, I remember my my graduation day of high school. Um, some friends and I went to Oceanside, California. A friend had a beach house. So it was just a bunch of high schoolers hanging out. And I remember like making this conscious decision that I just wanted to be a fun party girl when I got to college. And so when I went, uh, when I did go to college, I wanted to be close to home, just not at home. So I went to a local university. I lived um, in the dorms, uh, co-ed dorms with a group of girls who uh, were fun. They were fun, but not necessarily faithful. And I, I'm not going to blame them because I chose to do certain things. And I also um, was the one that like started, you're like, hey, let's go here. Let's do this thing. But I knew it wasn't me, and I kept trying to make these, like this life. Like I was just living a duplicitous life. Like I think that's why I love when Jesus is like, "Hey, Nathaniel, I saw you under the tree," and you no, know, there's new, no duplicity within you. I'm like, man, I just I want you to tell me that Jesus, but I wasn't living the life. <laughs> and so the two songs on that album that like get me every time. Um, first and foremost, we have to just give an honorable mention to everything because that song was a song that launched <laughs> one of like the best uh, like skits in Christian history. So <laughs> Yep. Uh-huh. Um, Cause you're all on yes. <laughs> you're all on me. Yeah. Uh-huh. I will never I'll, forget I'll pull that, that YouTube video. <laughs> Uh-huh. Sometimes if the context is right, I'll pull that out at like a holy hour if it's yeah. like with the, the right group of people where it would be appropriate and like people are just like, oh my gosh, yeah. Jesus, you know? I love it. <laughs> that song is appropriate at yeah. all times. <laughs> but yeah. um, Simon uh-huh. and Somewhere in Between by Lifehouse. So um, the lyrics I want to uh, just point out to you when it comes to Simon is um, you, lost, you lost yourself in your search to find something else to hide behind. Um, the fearful always preyed upon your confidence. Didn't they see the consequence? They pushed you around. The arrogant build kingdoms made of the different ones, breaking them until they've become just another crown. And it's like, one, just the way that he sings it, it's 
tears. And last night I was listening to these again and I just, I just got teary eyed and I'm like, what the heck? But it brings me back to that. Like, yeah, I lost myself in college. I, I was a mess and I was searching to be someone that I wasn't and that I knew um, I wasn't called to be. Um, And he continues to sing, you don't know why they had to go this far, traded your worth for these scars for your only company. And don't believe the lies that they have told to you. Yeah, not one word is true. You're all right. You're all right. You're all right. And I needed someone to tell me that I was going to be okay. I needed someone to tell me that even though I messed up, even though I was constantly messing up, even though I was searching for Jesus and he was right there, um, I'm going to be okay. And yeah. I had a best friend who who was that person. Um, I remember bragging to him about something that I had done. And he was like, Chica, like it's not funny anymore. And you're getting to the point where you've done something new. And I'm not surprised. Like he totally called me out. Yeah, right. Wow. And I'll never forget being in my dorm room that night. And it was around Christmas. Um, my parents were in Nigeria. My siblings were off doing their own thing. Uh, my friends, I don't, I don't remember what exactly they were doing, but I called him and I'm just like, dude, like, this is what I did. And he's like, Chica, no. And I, I hung up the phone. I ran to my dorm and I sobbed and cried. I screamed. It was terrifying. I thought I was also by myself. Come to find out there was like one other person in the dorm with her boyfriend. And she like came to my room. She's like, are you okay? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought no one was here to hear my uh, intense, like just angst-filled um like cries, but I wasn't okay. And I like, I thank Mm -hmm. God for him because we didn't talk for years after. I mean, I Mm -hmm. was in college, you know, early 2000s. And I actually in 2019, I think reached out to him Mm -hmm. to say, Hey, thank you. Um, Thank you for calling me out on my stuff because that night changed my life forever. And he didn't even know he was like, I was just being a friend. And I'm like, dude, that just shows how amazing you are because you were just being you when I wasn't being me. So I was very grateful for that. Um, And then lastly, like in this somewhere in between such a great song, he says, I can't be losing sleep over this. No, I can't. And now I can, I cannot stop pacing. Give me a few hours. I'll have this all sorted out. If my mind would just stop raising racing, because I cannot stand still. I can't be this unsturdy. This cannot be happening. This is over my head, but underneath my feet. Because by tomorrow morning, I'll have this thing beat. And everything will be back to the way that it was. I wish it was just that easy. Like, oh, gosh. Have I not said that time and time again in my life where, again, in college, like, just doing all the things. Like, I'll have it figured out. Just I need some more time. And I was on academic probation during a period of college um, because I was just trying to be, like, a party person. And not doing what mm-hmm. I knew was right. But once I it clicked, like Chica, you need to be better and do better. Like your parents have raised you up to like Nigerian culture. You can be a doctor, a lawyer, or a nurse. I wanted to be a teacher. That was mm-hmm. okay. Um, uh-huh. But the fact that I was failed. Yeah, that's that's what my, my, my students with of Nigerian descent tell me the same. Thing. Oh yeah. The parents, they have to be an engineer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fact that I'm a missionary, like God bless my parents. Um, but the reality is, is like, I was just trying to make things work and it wasn't working. And I was making excuses. I was, you know, begging my counselors, like, I need to graduate. I just want to, you know, get my life together. And my parents 
worked so hard for me and I wasn't, I wasn't working hard for them. And when it finally clicked, I needed to, um, like, I remember just needing, like falling on my knees, like, Lord, I'm trying to do this myself. Like, that's what the song's like. I'm going to do it myself. I can, I can do it. I can just get my ideas right. If I can just do these things, it's like, I can't do it myself, Lord. I'm a mess. I need you. I need confession. Um, I finally ended up going to confession and this priest wasn't like, girl, you're a sinner. He was like, that was a good confession. Welcome home. Yeah. So, so great. Yeah. And I also have sometimes experienced anxiety and those nights of like pacing and wandering around trying to figure out what you're doing and how you're going to get things done. And it's like, okay, Lord, I, I need help. I think it's just, it's so important to just be able to say those words. Like, I, I need help. I need you and I need help. So, yeah. Wow. I, uh, I feel like I've, I've heard uh, slightly different versions of the story you've just told from so many people in, in my family and in my life from young people that I've, I've walked with over the years of college can be a time where, you know, you're figuring yourself out and a lot of people lose themselves for a little while. Mm-hmm. And some, some people they get in so, so far into, you know, they get into addictions and they get into bad relationships and it, it, it sets them off track for a long time. Um, some people are able to turn around a, a little sooner and I, I'm sure there's some people listening who um, can are on the other side of it and are like, yep, I've had that experience too. I feel like our Mumford and Sons episode, we talked about this mm-hmm. too. And I feel like um, some things you said reminded me of my wife's story. Um, just so many, so many people I've known. And I, I wonder if you have any wisdom for if there's somebody who's in it right now for somebody who is like, you know what? I feel like I'm being duplicitous. I feel like I, I am kind of living this, this two faced life, but I'm not really sure how to get out of it. Like I, I know there, I know there's something better than fun. I know there's something better than these feelings that I've been chasing. Um, what, what advice for would you have for someone like you at the age of 18, 19, 20? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, one, I would say like, if you know, it's kind of like the, you know, better, do better, but it's like easier said than done. Mm-hmm. But the first step is yeah, acknowledging sure. that you need to do better and to not run away from that. There are so many times where I was just like, no, this is fun. This is fun. I was trying to convince myself and there was no convincing. It was like, no, this, this mm-hmm. isn't like, I'm, I'm not happy. I'm actually very unhappy in a situation that's supposed to cause me great joy. And I'm not feeling that. Mm-hmm. So I think recognizing where you are being honest with that. And then also like letting people call you out, you know, um, and to be that friend that can recognize that in someone else, like it did cost us our friendship, but for my literal salvation and I'm grateful for that. And then, and, and wow. yeah, we were able to reconcile. So if you are in these moments of just being frantic, like I can make it work, I can make it work, but you're unhappy, recognize that you need help. Um, maybe it's someone, it's a counselor, it's therapy, it's confession, it's the Eucharist. It's just acknowledging to yourself that you need help and to seek that out. I don't know if in your, your travels as a speaker, first of all, thank you for that. Mm -hmm. I think that's really good advice. I don't know if you've ever met Heather Kim or Jake. Oh, Um, amazing. Yeah. Heather's great. I haven't met Jake. Jake, Okay. So Jake's, I haven't met Heather, but I've met Jake. Jake was on our show. Uh, he did our, our Batman episode. He's a psychologist. And one of the things he talked about in that episode is that 
it's what, something that spiritually mature people do is they recognize that their identity isn't based in just how they feel at mm-hmm. this moment and that their feelings don't define their identity and that uh, spiritually mature people, they find their identity in being, you know, beloved child of God. And that uh, what something you said that made me think of this was you were like, you know, I was trying to convince myself that it was fun, that I was happy and you might have, like, it probably was fun, you know, <laughs> and there, there were things about it that were fun. And there, there's kind of that, it, you might recognize the song that Stacey Arikio sung. Oh my gosh. More to yes. life than, chasing, than chasing down every temporary high. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> there's like, it does make you happy, like for a second, like for a minute, you know, and, and you might be in this relationship where it's like, oh, but I love him. Oh, I love her. You know, like, no, this sex is ex- expression of our love. No, this party is, we're just friends. We're just really good friends. And we just get drunk together and black out together. And it's like, you, 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 there may be something real in that friendship. There may be something mm-hmm. real in that relationship, but it's, it's a puddle compared to an oasis, right. right? It's, it's like such a small corrupt version of the real thing. Like you're desiring something that is good. Your passion is good, but you're placing it in the wrong place and you're chasing after this little tiny crumb and it's keeping you from the feast, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're settling for like the French fry on the floor of the Chick-fil-A <laughs> when <laughs> you could have this banquet of like real love and like real thriving and happiness, which is better than just like fun tonight or fun last night or an emotional high with my boyfriend or girlfriend that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Like there's the, the life of faith. And that's why God gives us these rules. Like a lot of times we get this idea that the church is like, Oh, they're down on sex and they're down on this and they're down on that. And they're down on everything. It's like, we all need guidelines to guide us. Right. And it's keeping us away from, from really losing the joy of sex and alcohol and, and, and partying because you can party and have sex and drink like in good holy ways. And it's amazing. Right. Right. But if we do it in like the ways of the world, not only is it like not as amazing or it's only amazing for like a second or like a few minutes, but it keeps us from being, we, we become so shackled and tied to the, that temporary high that we can know we have, it takes a lot of healing and a lot of forgiveness and a lot of work to get to the point where we can pull ourselves up off the floor of the Chick-fil-A and actually sit at the table. Yeah. Right. Because we were been so hurt from kneeling on the floor, chumping on, you know, stale fries for so long. So, yeah. and I, um, I think, and I say, I say that, I say that not to judge anybody because right. I've, I've been there too. Yeah. You know, um, I say this with total compassion in my heart. Sorry. What were you going to say? No, yeah, definitely that of, you know, there's, there's absolutely no judgment. And I think the, a thing for me, I'll say for myself, was the the guilt. It's that aftertaste that's like, yeah. oh, this is, this is something's not tasting right. And you feel that guilt. Oh. And then there's a time where you're able to do those things and there's no guilt, there's joy. Like yeah. you can have a couple of drinks with your friends and have a good time and you're laughing and it's like, mm-hmm. man, I want to do that again. That was so great. There's lots of joy and there's no guilt. Um and yeah. and that's a that was a that's a huge difference for me was living a life where like, I just felt guilty all the time. And there, there was that shame there. Um, and some people, you know, would say like, well, that's not, you know, shame is not the Lord. Like shame, shame is not the Lord. Like the devil's the accuser. Um, but the Lord does allow us to recognize like our sinfulness and shame. And so what I was doing in that time was, was sinful. It wasn't, you know, what I was called to do and who I was called to be. And, you know, I, I wasn't like, I'm the worst person in the world. Like, woe is me. Although at times I'm sure I was uh, feeling that way, but really the beauty of this change, like this true metanoia in my life has been freedom from guilt. 
where mm. everything is like, I can hang out with friends, I can listen to music, I can drink, I can eat, I can do all these things that are joyful. Mm. And there's no guilt. There's just like, there's praise. Like that's a difference from yeah, guilt to praise, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So uh, my, my next song. Yeah. Uh, we didn't, we didn't plan this, <laughs> but it's also off that no name face album. So good. So uh, hold on. I got, I got, I got a, I got a tune cause it's in drop D tuning real quick. Okay. There we go. So this is, uh, this is one of their most famous songs. Their first big hit. This is uh, hanging by a moment with life house. Desperate for changing, starving for truth, closer to where I started, chasing after you, I'm falling even more in love with you, letting go of all I've held on to, I'm standing here until you make me move, hanging by a moment here with you. I'm living for the only thing I know I'm running and not quite sure where to go And I don't know what I'm living into Just hanging by a moment here with you There's nothing left to lose uh, Now I don't want to stop. Oh, yeah, <laughs> There's nothing left to find. Yeah, it is a good song. I used to play that with my band all the time. So that song for me was kind of my quarter-life crisis in uh, college. I got to college and went to Catholic University and I found like this awesome community, this awesome faith community. And I, um, also my, my girlfriend from high school had like broke up with me like the second day we were at college, we went to college together, but she like broke up with me the second day we were there. Uh, so I was like heartbroken (laughs) and I, I was like going to daily mass for like the first time. And, um, I remember praying after mass and uh, I had gone with this girl that I just met and we were becoming friends. And she's like, I was normally used to like at the end of mass, just like getting up and like, peace, see ya. And, but she was, she like stay and pray. I was like, all right, I'll stay and pray. And I remember just looking at being in the, the, the crypt church of the Basilica in Washington, DC, looking at Jesus in the tabernacle, praying and being like, God, what the, like, what the F, you know, <laughs> like I thought I had my life planned. Like I was going to college with my um, my, my high school sweetheart girlfriend, you know, the, probably the first girl I was ever like really, really in love with. And like, I thought like we were going to go to school together for four years and then like maybe have a million babies, you know, not that I thought it was 100% sure, but I thought like I could see my life ahead of me and it was a good plan. I'm like, what's up God. And, um, I started to, that was the moment when I started to feel like, well, maybe God's calling me to the priesthood. Maybe God's calling me to something different. And so for the the next few years, I was like heavily discerning the priesthood. I went to discernment retreats. I was talking with the archdiocese and a few different orders. Of course, I also started dating that girl I was at mass with and like <laughs> fell really hard in love with her. And like other, other than my wife was like, you know, in terms of like loves of my life was, would have been probably second on that list, you know, and, and like we dated almost all through college and we broke up cause I was discerning and then we got back together and you know, we, we were both young and idiots. And so like, there was a lot of issues too in the relationship, but there was a lot of really beautiful things. And she came from a really uh, beautiful Catholic family. And she taught me a lot about discernment. She taught me like how to pray the rosary. She taught me a lot about prayer and like a lot of my, my spirituality, even to this day, I owe a lot to her. Um, and uh, my wife says she's like, she's her favorite ex-girlfriend yeah. of mine. <laughs> Like whenever we run into each other at a wedding or whatever, the two of them, they're like, you know, they, they talk like they're best friends. And I'm like, it's a little weird for me, but you know, whatever. It's okay. (laughs) 
And, uh, you know, she's happily married now and with kids and I'm happily married now with kids. And so it's, you know, I think it's water under the bridge and we're able to, you know, see it from God's timing, like 20 years later and being like, okay, like we, we, we played a significant role in each other's life, but like, and like helped each other on a road to holiness, you know, wounded each other a bit some too, but like we were important, you know, we, we accompanied each other along an important portion of the path. And so it just reminds me of that at the same time, like falling in love with this girl that, um, you know, was the first girl I dated that I'd, I'd fallen in love. I fall in love quick, but this was like the first relationship where like we started to work through some of the hard stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and it wasn't just like the first time a hard thing showed up, we broke up. This was like, all right, well, the hard thing shows up and we're going to start to work through it. And John Paul II, who was our Pope two popes ago, says like, that's where real love begins. It's yeah. not the height of your feelings. It's like when the first hardship happens, that's when the love begins, you know? And so that was the first relationship where I had an experience of that, of starting to, to work through some of those hard things and communicate through them. And um, so I, I, this song makes me think of falling in love with her and like having like in a lot of ways, even though we were immature in a lot of ways, our first like mature romantic relationship, but also like falling in love with God and realize like I'm desperate for changing. I'm starving for truth. And I'm like, God, what do you want with me? Like, mm-hmm. What do you want me to do with my life? Just tell me, tell me already, <laughs> you know, <laughs> how many masses do I have to go to before you're just like, be a priest? No, yeah. marry that girl. <laughs> you know, like, what can you just tell me, you know, what am I supposed to do? Um, and so it just takes me back to that quarter life crisis time of, of just feeling like I'm an adult and I don't know what to do with myself. Um, and in, in a lot of ways, it was like one of the hardest times in my life, but it also is, it was really beautiful because I was, I felt like I had to throw myself on the feet of God to get through it, you know? And so much of that time was, was so formational for me, just like sitting in the chapel when I didn't know what was going on in life, just like, my God, what, what is going on? What is going on? So, um, anyway, that's my, that's my core memory song. Yeah. And any of my friends from college are probably listen, listening to this being like, uh-huh, we remember. Yeah. You were a mess. <laughs> oh, I love that. But even that line, like, um, letting go of all I've held on to. I'm standing here until you make me move. Like, all right, Lord, like mm. I'm, I'm trusting you and all of these things. I'm going to wait on your word. I don't like the waiting and, and the waiting isn't just this passive thing. Like there is an, an activeness in, in waiting. Um, but yeah. like more so like, God, I'm going to, I'm going to trust in, in what you're calling me to. Um, but please Lord, let that be soon call me to it sooner than later yeah mm-hmm. yeah definitely that discernment of like i've been there done that you know i wanted to be a religious sister for like over 10 years and then i realized wow. like i'm just i i still need to go to a come and see like why am i not you know and then visiting a couple of places and like oh this, this is great but that guy over there like he's looking pretty scrumptious too lord so having all of that like where do you want me do you want me to be a nun do you want me to be married like and even now like i'm still single and still like in this all right lord can you can we nail something down here that would be great but in the meaning in the meantime um yeah like i'm i'm here until you make me move lord like i'll trust you mm-hmm. yeah until he shows up with a holy scrumptious dude holy and handsome that's mm-hmm. always in my prayer uh, or handsome and holy. Right. You know. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pray for that. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, good. Well, you know, what other song this makes me think of is, uh, Dare you to move. Oh yeah. Dare you to move. Dare you to lift yourself up off the floor. This isn't drop D now. So that the, the tuning's all yeah. off, but, um, <laughs> yeah, it makes me think of that. Oh, that so good. Too. Fun fact. Um, that was the first CD so, I ever won yeah. from the radio station. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. That album too, the beautiful let, Bound, let down. That <laughs> is a great album. Yeah. So if you're younger and you're really into like 21 pilots, like it, go back to the 2000s. That was Lifehouse and Switchfoot. Like those are the albums for you. If you're if you're a, a younger millennial Gen Z and uh, this sort of music is is for you, like those those are the bands from the early 2000s to check out. So, <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> All right, cool. I think we have time for one more. Can we do one more of your songs? Okay. Yes. All right. So we talked about anxiety uh, a little bit ago, mm-hmm. and I I've struggled. Actually, it's not even a struggle. Yeah, I've had I've experienced anxiety in different ways, um, and one of them is flying. I fly. It used to be about two times a month. Now it's about like four times a month, like four different trips, wow. and it's insane. And I used to literally just. I would get so anxious, like I couldn't eat for like 24 hours um, before I flew. So I was constantly starving. And then I would I would literally shake. Um, there were times where I'd have to put a blanket over my head. So imagine the person sitting next to you on a plane with a blanket over her head. And every time the plane would just like even bounce, it's like, <gasps> like I was just a wreck. I was a mess. I remember this one time asking this sweet old man next to me, like a fatherly kind of guy, and I turned to him, I was like, sir, I'm just really, really nervous. Can you please just rub my back? Like, <laughs> this is a complete stranger and I'm asking him. And he's like, oh, and I was like, I'm just, I'm just really nervous right now. And if you don't mind, just like, just rubbing my back. And he did, he wasn't a creeper about it. He was just a kind fatherly oh figure. Gosh. So as I, like, I really desire, I, I love Jesus. I really do. And I really want to share um, not just like my love for Jesus, but I want to share Jesus so that others can all can choose to love him and, and be loved by him. And so I've had to learn about planes. I've had to learn about flying, the mechanics of planes. I've read this book called wow. SOAR, S-O-A-R, which is an amazing book that has helped me so much. But I also have this kind of like a ritual where um, I always do the sign of the cross on the outside door of the plane before I, I cross over. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. And, uh-huh. um, and I listen to two songs. One of them is by King's Kaleidoscope. It's the, I listened to the entire album, like this album and the other one I'll share uh, briefly. I There's no song that you should pass up on. Like they're just all good songs, but mm. glorious. I time it so that as we're taking off, the, the pre-chorus and the chorus hit right as we are um, ascending. Nice. So it is cool. like a soundtrack. Um, and the words are, I cannot, I cannot stop exclaiming. I cannot stop proclaiming. You are glorious, holy Jehovah divine. You are beautiful, king of creation, arise. Hear the earth sing an orchestra of life. You are my delight. So as I'm ascending on the plane and we go up, you know, I'm looking at what's below me. And I realize that I cannot see from that perspective unless I'm in the air. And I cannot go in the air unless I'm on a plane. So I have to just do it. And as I look down, I look down at the beauty of creation and I'm looking at the trees and, and the flowers. I'm looking at the mountains. And then we hit this point where we're right above the clouds. And there's, I love it because, you know, even if it's like a dark and dreary night from the ground, once you hit above the clouds, it's just blue skies and sh- sunshine. And it's, it's glorious. It's beautiful. And that's the, the gift and the glory of God is, is, he is creator and we are creation and we get to reveal a piece of who he is and he reveals himself in so many ways to us. So that song is just amazing. And then um, Heave Ho by Father Tanzi. He's a CFR priest in London 
uh, oh, sorry, it's not Heave Ho. This is a different song. Um, I can't remember the name of this one, but. Um, it's, uh, Visions of a Sunset? No, that's a different. No, that's the Sean Stockman. Oh my gosh, okay. that was the first song I ever uh, fell in love with, but that's for another time. Um, okay. I was going to do. I'm looking at your notes here that you sent me. Yeah, Heave Ho. I was going to do that song, but I realized it's actually this song because it's again a song that I time for the ascent. Um, But so he does a countdown from 10 to one and he says, let's go blasting through the skies, set your path to the Lord, see your hearts made to soar. So I'm like, yeah, that's like, that's like, I mean, it's not cheesy. It's perfect. I time it just right. And then (laughs) we go blasting off into the sky. And those songs have really helped Mm -hmm. just calm my anxiety and have made me rightly Mm -hmm. ordered rather on just fear or like, what's this plane going to do? It's like, Lord, what's this plane going to do? I don't know. Hopefully it gets me to where I need to go safely and swiftly, um, or it's going to get me <laughs> to heaven quite s- swiftly. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I know a lot of people have anxiety with flying, but also with, with lots of different things. So that's, that's really cool. Um, so again, we will have all these songs in the show notes as a, uh, as a uh, playlist, we'll make a Spotify playlist. So if you want to check these out listeners, you can definitely check them out. Um, so Chica, before we end, I always ask that uh, my guests and, and I to kind of pick one thing as like our takeaway. I told my listeners at the beginning that we would give them some way that they could live the gospel better today, that they could know God's love, love better today. So of all the things we talked about, what's one thing that you feel like we can take with us that can help us know God's love and live God's love? I think it's uh, the reality that music brings us, you know, can bring us closer to Jesus or it can do the opposite, can bring us away. So I would encourage people to maybe, um, you know, even take a, a closer look at your playlist and what you're listening to. And then how do you feel when you're listening to these songs what, and the lyrics too. I'm someone like, I don't always listen to lyrics. I just like this, a beat or something. And then I listen to the lyrics. Yeah. And I'm like, oh crap. I didn't know that that's what that song was about. You know, it's still a good song, but um, so I'd encourage y'all to um, make a playlist. I have a playlist called songs for victory um, when I'm just Mm. feeling like anxious and I just need to remember who God is. I have a a playlist called surprise and it's all the the songs that people maybe wouldn't expect me to listen to, but I do like a lot. Um, Yeah. So I just, uh, I have a song for flying. I have a playlist for flying. I have a playlist for all sorts of things. So I encourage you to um, to check your music. I have, uh, and I'd encourage you to put together an album, a playlist of songs that um, just really help you in your prayer life, to help you praise, to help you worship, to help you recognize who you are and who God is, um, and how much He loves you. So that would be my takeaway. Music is good. Awesome. That's a great one. I think for me, it's uh, when you were talking about your one friend that kind of called you out and I've thought about sometimes I've been that person that needs to be called out. And sometimes I've been that friend that's been able to, to, to call someone out or speak, speak some difficult truth in a moment. And if you are listeners, if you are somebody that is in a place where you're feeling like something needs to change, um, I'm living a life that's not how I should. I bet if you think about it and pray about it a little bit, there's somebody that could be that voice to you that you could take to coffee or call up or, or, or send a text and just be like, Hey, I need to talk to you about how my life is going and the decisions I'm making. And I, I kind of need you to, you know, <laughs> uh, 
rub my back, but also kick my butt a little bit. You know, (laughs) I think if you think about it, there's, there's somebody in your life that could be a good person to do that. So just maybe think about that and pray about that. And I think I, I need that sometimes too. So I'm going to take that advice to heart as well. Um, Chica, would you mind closing us in prayer? I would love to. And I'd also just like to just say this one thing of, um, support your, your, your Catholic artist your local music musicians, especially, you know, those that you see at coffee shops and bars and all of those things. And um, also if you yeah. feel called to um, support your local music uh, ministry at your church and at schools, because the arts are really important. And as we can, I mean, your whole podcast is a, is uh, a gift. And so knowing the, the beauty of arts, whether it's like film or music or anything in between, um, if there's an opportunity for you to do that, I would just highly encourage people to. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, Listeners, wherever you are, let's take a moment to pause and pray. Chica's going to lead us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. We pray through the intercession of St. Cecilia, patroness of music. Lord God, I thank you uh, for the gift of Mike, uh, for for this opportunity to to talk about you, um, to love you, and to share you uh, with others, and to share experiences through music, that we are not so different, that a lot of times we are, are closer in experiences than, than we know. We lift up to you anyone who is experiencing a grave hardship, anyone who's feeling lost or lonely, sick, those who are experiencing the worst of the worst, Lord Jesus, inspire in us the heart to do something, to reach out and to love well and to fight for one another. And Mother Mary, you know who needs our prayers the most and we offer them to you and your spouse, the Holy Spirit. Saints and angels, we join with you in praise of God. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we love you. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Chica, if people want to find out more about you, where can they find you? You can find me on my website, www.chica.church. And you can also find me on Instagram at Chica's World. Very good. And check out her book as well. I'll put all this in the show notes so you can find her. Uh, thank you so much for, for being here. And I, I hope uh, next next time we end up at an event together, I, or we yeah. get a chance to chat, maybe, maybe listen to some music or whatever. I can take you to coffee or something, but I, I look forward to the next time we get to um, get to do some ministry together. Yes. So, I trust you with the ox cord. You have proven yourself trustworthy. <laughs> so yeah, anytime. You as well. <laughs> you as well. All right, listeners. And if this show has uh, touched you, I really encourage you to share this episode with somebody. Maybe somebody you know is going through some of the stuff that we've talked about. Just send them a text, take a screenshot, share it to, share it to your socials on Instagram or whatever. Um, and yeah, that can be the best way to, to help us out. Also, if you want to support everything that we do here at Awaken Catholic and specifically this show, you can go to popculturecatechism.com and become a patron. There are six levels of giving where you can kind of choose uh, you know, something that fits your budget or your monthly tithe and you get perks with all of that stuff. So everyone who is a patron of the show gets access to exclusive content for each episode. So after this episode, I'm going to film uh, another, I'm going to talk about another song or two that have been important to me and play a little bit of music, uh, but that will only be for patrons through the Awaken Catholic app. And also all my talks that I give as part of my speaking ministry end up in there as well. Um, so if you want more uh, about 
you know, the Catholic faith and just living a life of faith. I have all that in the Awakened Catholic app as well. Speaking of the Awakened Catholic app, uh, it does have all the patron exclusive content for patrons, but it also is a free app for everyone. And we just got a beautiful brand new update of the app. So it looks great now. It's got a Christian prayer library in Spanish and Latin and English. And it's got uh, lots of great Catholic musicians and Christian musicians, uh, just like Chico was talking about. And also it's just a, a good place for um, Christian community with some like-minded people. So I really encourage you to download the Awakened Catholic app. And thank you to all our patrons, but especially Brett Hayden, Darlene and Jim McCaffrey, Carl and Melissa Gore, Lisa and Bob Tenney, Stephen Maggie Hubbard, and Tom and Emily Comberiotti. And thank you to all of you listeners for listening uh, to us and what we had to share. I hope that you leave some of your core memory music down in the comments and let us know. We want to hear about it and we want to be able to add to our playlist. So please let us know. And uh, we love you very much. God loves you more and we will see you next time.